thanks to Fabric by Gerber Life for supporting another mother runner. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell in Denver. And I'm kind of having a disjointed day, Sarah. I'm not going to lie. Sitting <laughs> in a day that what I expected to do and what I've actually done are two very different things, but, but all good. All good. <laughs> you don't, you don't find most days to be like that, that you set out to um, do A, B, and C and you end up doing X, Y, and Z. Definitely that happens like work wise, but today, so, um, so I'll, I'll t- start with a funny story. I have this chicken chili recipe that I really like um, mm-hmm. that I've made once. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm so excited to make it again. So anyway, so I made that last night for dinner and Ben, Ben came home from uh, his rehearsal and he was like, your son, like, what's uh-huh. for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, what's, what's for dinner? And I said, oh, chicken, you know, the chicken chili that you liked. And he was like, well, I didn't like it. I ate it. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh okay. dab. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what? You're welcome to make dinner anytime you want. This is what we're having tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was like, no, 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 I'll have it. I like it. And he's like, oh, and I actually liked it more than last time we had it. And I was like, oh, good. So this morning I wake up or I get up to uh, teach Many Happy Miles Strength mm-hmm. and 630 and Ben is over the toilet. And he's like, oh. mom, that chili, never again. And I was oh. like, oh, gosh. Uh, turns out that Ben has a stomach flu. Oh yeah, but, because I but, was like, but Dim, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter that he could be you know, diagnosed by the top doctors in the land, and he is still going to blame that chicken chili. So oh, he's you, never, he's never eating. Yeah, it you're never. That's, that. that's off the menu until <laughs> he goes away to college for sure. Uh huh. <laughs> but anyway, so he's sick. We're supposed to leave on Saturday morning, like 6:30 a.m. Oh, yes. for his big Chicago. Uh, we're going to Chicago. He's mm-hmm. got a block of like five days of college auditions to be in musical theater like your son John is. That's mm-hmm. auditioning, not just for Chicago colleges, all these schools from across the land come mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm nervous about that. So then oh. I'm like, oh, I've got to go get ginger ale for him, like mm-hmm. hoping to like get him on the right path. Mm-hmm. So I'm off to get ginger ale. And then of course, <laughs> like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens if we can't leave Saturday morning? And mm-hmm. how do you, you know, you can't really cure a stomach bug you just have to let it ride right sure. it's not like it's a it's also a malady you don't want while you're traveling you know oh for sure, <laughs> oh, for sure. i don't think i need to draw a more elaborate picture than that <laughs> i mean ben is a well we're going to talk about height later in this podcast ben is six nine he cannot get on his knees in a southwest airline bathroom so anyway so that was kind of the bad thing that disrupted my day but the good thing that disrupted my day was pat brockman who many of you know she's been to a lot of our retreats she's a bam ambassador she's been um with amr i feel like since the beginning oh my gosh since our san antonio days when we were rock and roll san antonio that's where we met her in Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 She took you on a tour, remember? Mm -hmm. She took Mm -hmm. you on a running tour, Sarah, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she comes up and spends some time in Breckenridge um, with her husband, Bo. And um, so she texted me this morning and she was just like, I just wanted to, you know, give you a hug, see how you're doing and, Mm -hmm. um, and show you something. And so I was like, you know what? Sure. I would love that. Mm-hmm. So she stops by and um, we have a very funny, good discussion. But then she wanted to show me this very cool quilt that she had made oh. out of all of her race t-shirts. Oh. And um, I know that's a thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think people have done that. Um, mm-hmm. She's been cleaning out her house. I mean, she I, she told me she's 72. I mean, she is just 
freaking on fire, this mm-hmm. woman still. I mean, mm-hmm. they she's just she's started going to ski in Breckenridge for six days. I'm like, don't you worry about like I mean, like thinking about skiing right now, I'm like I just, my body just hurts, you know, right. your like, wrists start to want... be need to, needing it to be in a splint and, uh, you need yeah, to wear yeah, a helmet exactly. just thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But not Pat. I mean, Pat's just like, you know, I, I definitely worry about falling. I take it easy and, you know, we don't stay out as much as we normally do, but she just loves it mm. anyway. So she showed me her quilt and it's so cool. And what's the cool part about it is there are so many of our t-shirts on oh. there, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so she has like our original, like I am stronger than I thought. Mm-hmm. She has her BAM ambassador one from, I, I, it's a very long time ago, maybe 2017. Wow. Um, a, a Hilton head retreat. Oh boy. Um, a run Utah retreat. Oh boy. Um, a love the run. Um, the, one of our original love the run. Uh-huh you know, series that we did during the pandemic. Um, and then she had the A-team um, when we did a, a virtual relay during oh the gosh. pandemic. She and her team were all, everyone's name started with an A except for her. So she turned into <laughs> Aunt Pat, <laughs> which is like so awesome. So um, she had that t-shirt on there. She had a tri-state running shirt from someone in Kentucky, one a, like a Bama friend in Kentucky. I mean, she just was so cool. It was so cool to see. So I took a, had her narrate the whole quilt. So we're going to put that up on social media. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, she says when Bo welcomes new people uh, to their running club in San Antonio, he's like, it's not just about the running. It's about, you know, the community. It's about sharing your lives together. And Mm. I'm like, that is exactly what AMR is, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, they just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, which to me is amazing. Amazing. Sure. Yes. You know, and she's like, we've been out and about, we're really loving retirement, but I really want to keep my foot in, you know, the. I could easily walk away from the virtual community just because the rest of my life is so busy right now. But I know that I, you know, I want to stay in the virtual community of AMR and, mm. you know, that's just going to be important to me as, you know, Bo and I continue to age as we all continue to age, right? Mm. It was just very, very sweet. And it was just, it was like one of those things where, okay, so maybe like my to-do list still has... <laughs> You know, six things that have not been checked off today, but, um, but that's okay. You know, it's been, it's been a really a good day. Oh yeah. Cause that just, I bet seeing that quilt and seeing Pat who just has so much positive energy, I bet that's just really filled your cup. It really did. Oh my gosh. Well, I wish Ben a speedy recovery cause. Well, thank you. I think it's going to be okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't matter so much except for that. You know, you don't yeah. want to be sick going into auditions. And exactly. He has his first one on Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. So mm. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He needs to be on his A game. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, speaking of being in the bathroom, uh, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is first time marathoner Gina with a TMI question. Hi, ladies. This is Gina calling from Northeast Iowa again. I've got a question that falls under the TMI category. I've signed up for my first marathon for this fall. And my thought is that somewhere between the four and five hours it takes me to run this race, I'm probably going to have to go to the bathroom. So my question is, what is like bathroom etiquette, I guess, during a race? I mean, do you stop your watch? Do you let it run? I mean, obviously the official race clock isn't going to stop because I had to go to the bathroom, but I mean, what is the uh, the right thing to do there? And then I guess with that, do you have any tips and tricks as far as uh, speeding along the process or getting 
in and out quickly or maybe some do's and don'ts from experience or anything like that. So uh, thanks in advance and thanks for what you do. Bye. All right, Gina, first off, I'm sorry it took us so long to answer your question and we hope your race went well. Yeah, absolutely. And you came to the right place with the TMI question. And just because we hope that you didn't spend excess time in the porta potty, mm-hmm. but I bet you someone else has this question. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So I have a lot, a lot of thoughts about this topic, Dimity. The first one being, don't assume that you'll have to pee during the race. And Gina didn't make it clear whether she was talking about number one or number two about her concerns. So for a while, I'm going to talk about number one, which is, you know, so peeing. So, you know, yes, while I'm sitting here at my desk or in the recording studio doing stuff around the house, I will go to the bathroom at least once during a four to five hour window. But that's because I'm not sweating copiously and my body's not working really hard to maintain my body being in forward motion. So, sure. you know, it kind of like the, the removal of, of urine from your system kind of gets shunted to further down on your body's to-do list, really medical um, explanation there. And so when you're running a race that long, you might not have to pee. Yeah. Well, and just think about, I mean, I can think about the number of times, like a long run that I ever had to pee, like a two or three hour run, barely, mm-hmm. barely, you know, I mean, I can't think of any actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So any suggestions you have, Dim, for porta potty breaks? So obviously, like, you know, there's a reason why everybody at the starting line or near the starting line, like, goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. and then comes out and gets in the line again, right? <laughs> <laughs> you basically, like, want to empty your bladder as, as much as you can prior to the race, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I definitely have done that before and I've seen people do that before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get a little overzealous with our hydration, mm-hmm. rehydration. Mm-hmm. So there you go on that. Um, if you do feel the urge to go in the marathon, try not to you know, go when you need to go for sure. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is those first couple miles, the porta potties can get backed up mm-hmm. as far as a line goes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can wait till like five, six, seven, or even farther down the line, um, I would wait for that. Or, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, I don't have to go that bad. Like you see a long line, you're like, I don't have to go that bad. I can wait till the next one, you know, and kind of push it along, like almost like when you're on a road trip on, um, <laughs> you know, and you're like, Oh, I can wait till the next rest. Right, right. Oh, I can even go another one, like make it a little contest kind of thing. Right. Because also I think sometimes uh, in a race, you think you have to pee more than you actually do have to. You know, your brain's telling you, you have a full bladder. It's like, mm, no, it's not actually. And Gina did have a question about stopping her GPS. Yeah. My take on it is, is that no, I don't stop it. That, it, that I want to know the actual time. And I was thinking about this question um, last evening, and I was remembering about in my marathon PR, how I stopped to go to the bathroom and I kept my GPS running. And then I was like, suddenly I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. That means that my marathon PR is a little faster than I've always thought it was because I, I probably lost like 90 seconds. So you can kind of, you know, you can look down at your watch as you go in and then mm-hmm. just so that you know, like, oh, okay, I lost 72 seconds or whatever it is, because you got a whole bunch of miles to do math. So you can be, you can be thinking about yeah. that. Um, for me, a big thing of porta potty etiquette, whether it's in a race or just in regular life, like if I'm at a concert or a park or something like that, 
man, I am phobic about dropping my cell phone into a porta potty. It is irrational how much I fret about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going in after it yeah, if it does. I'm, I would. I'm not. I'm not. Um, so I actually have a hard and fast rule that I do not bring a cell phone into a porta potty. So much so that I will just put it on the ground. If I don't have a pocket, I'll I'll either give it to a friend outside or. Even I've even put it on a on the ground, depending on where I am. You know, if I'm in downtown Portland, I don't do that. But if it doesn't seem like anybody's around, I just put my cell phone down because I just don't want it there in the border potty. Well, especially if it's in one of your capri pockets, oh. right? Like that's the thing is like we often have, or I tuck it sometimes into the band of my yes, like running shorts. Yep. you know. So that's so what I do is I usually take it from wherever it is on my lower half and I just stick it in my sports bra. Yep. So that way, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's an easy way to make sure that it's not going to go in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go back to though that do you stop your GPS or not? I think that's really like your own personal mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um yeah. but like you you did some research there Sarah for us and um Shalane Flanagan when she went in and took a little pit stop in the Boston Marathon in 2018, mm-hmm. it only took her like less than 14 seconds. I know. So unreal. If you can be very efficient. <laughs> Super <laughs> you <know>? efficient. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about that is, and I'm guessing that she had on like the little, you know, like the little bun huggers. Yes. Like the hard part sometimes is when you're really sweaty. Oh yeah. Pulling down your capris and then, or I mean, running shorts are a little bit easier, but capris and tights are harder. Oh, right? It's almost like taking off a wet swimsuit. Oh, and so hard. That was the thing that that stands out in my mind of when I stopped at the porta potty at my that marathon that I mentioned earlier. It was pulling them back up. Like just getting yeah. them and you know my your my hands always get a little bit cold when I'm running and so they don't function as well as they normally do and it just becomes a real dog of a thing to try to wrestle with. Mhm. Do you have any? Do you have any tips? I mean, really, it's just kind of yanking. I mean, it's it's not taking it down so much. It's it's like pulling up a wet swimsuit. That's hard, and it mm-hmm. just always feels uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a little while until you like get back in the pool. So it's almost like for the first couple steps. It would oh, it's gonna be like, give you a wedgie. It's gonna shift the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. I yeah, mean, my yeah. thing is, I don't pull it down as far as my bottoms as far down as I might in my regular life. Like you don't need to get it down below your knees. Like I just kind of drop it below the the crucial um, anatomy anatomy bits and then you know release the hounds and <laughs> below the stream yeah yes uh-huh, yeah Be- yeah you don't need to pull them way far down because the further you pull them down the further you have to pull them back up and it just like i said it's just it just becomes difficult. Even Banjo in the background thinks it's difficult. Your dog. Banjo is like, honestly, he is on fire all the time. It's like he knows when a podcast is happening. Okay, but here's a question for you, Sarah. Do you sit on the toilet or do you squat, especially during a marathon when your legs might be a little tired? Oh, um, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, I sit. Do you hover? No, I do. Oh, you sit. I do. I do. You know, um, I have to say that in, uh, when we were just in, my family was in Japan, as I've mentioned, I, I don't maybe this podcast, maybe the Friday show. Um, there are actual signs in Japanese public restrooms that show people to not squat. And they mean squat on the toilet, as in step up onto the seat and then get into a very low crouch. They don't, they, <laughs> they do not want people they don't to want shoes on the toilet. <laughs> they don't, they don't. And I'm like, really? You needed to make a illustrated sign that tells people not to do that. I'm like, is that rampant here? <laughs> or is there well, a way I'm of going to the bathroom that lot. I don't know? Like, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking that, that, I mean, my, you know, very limited 
a knowledge of, you know, East Asian cultures and bathrooms. I mean, I do feel like squatting toilets are a lot more prevalent. Oh, yeah, but, but you know? toilets in Japan are the Cadillacs. They are just high-end. Even public toilets have heated seats, you know, the, the wow. little bidet feature. That, oh, a lot of them wow. play music. So that it's, you know, so you're, if you're embarrassed by the sound of, you know, the little tinkle tinkle, oh, it'll play yeah. music so that you, so that other people don't hear the, the peeing wow. sound. Yeah, wow. it's, they are okay. deluxe. Deluxe. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going off of uh, Pachenko like that I saw, you know, <laughs> back in the day on Apple Apple TV Plus. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about pooping just because that that's the bigger concern, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, two things. Definitely before a marathon, you're going to want to regulate your diet. I mean, probably up to the week before, mm. you know, ease off on fiber. I mean, definitely I've heard you know, two to three days. But if it's a big concern, Mm -hmm. I would say even like four or five days, Mm -hmm. you know, so just very simple carbs, not a lot of fiber, no, you know, no kale smoothies (laughs) um, with chia seeds in them. (laughs) And uh, instead, just basic foods. And then other thing that that we have heard back in the, you know, with a lot of our TMI posts, some women who are prone to having to go to the bathroom, go number two, will take an emodium prior to the race mm-hmm. to kind of um, stop things up a little bit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is an option for sure. I would just make sure that you try that on at least one long run, yeah. if not two or three, mm-hmm. to see how it makes you feel. Because, you know, it's one thing to stop you up for the run. It's another thing to stop you up for like, the next 48 hours, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I would just see how your body reacts. Yeah. Yeah. But I was so, I just still remember the first time someone told us that it was Phoebe up in New Hampshire. And I was like, really? You, you take something so you won't have to poop on race morning? She was like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of genius. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, well, I hope those tips come in handy for whatever races people are doing this year. Let's hear from the brands that allow us to bring you this free content. We'll be back in a flash with more answers. My husband, Jack, recently celebrated his birthday, and mine is in less than a month. Yep, we're getting older, so planning for our family's financial security has become a top priority. Making sure we're prepared and have enough life insurance in case something unexpected happens and one of us is out of the picture is crucial. And Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. The application process is all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. Did you catch that? No piles of paperwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. And Fabric has more than just life insurance. It's a one-stop shop that also has free digital wills. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash AMR. That's meetfabric.com slash AMR. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash AMR. 
policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Okay, Susan wants non-training training advice. Hi, this is Susan from Sacramento, and I have a really strange question. I have a 24-hour running event at the end of February, and I will not train for it. My hope was to do a Yeti-type event where I ran a certain number of miles every four hours so that I could hit the Yeti amount. But again, I'm not going to have – I'm not training for it. So do you have any advice for how I can still accomplish my goals, knowing that I might be a little sore for the next couple of weeks, but things I can do, like, during the event to keep myself as healthy as possible so I can achieve this goal without any training. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Bye. Susan, love you too. Thank you very much. And yeah, always happy to give non-training training training advice. (laughs) So, okay, before we go into the answer for this, I want to make sure that folks understand the type of event that Susan's calling about. They're sometimes called backyard ultras. This Yeti concept um, seems, you know, they gained a lot of popularity during the COVID lockdown. The timing of it depends, but oftentimes it is running a certain distance on the hour, every hour. And that's typically a backyard ultra, which is, okay, you're going to run four miles and you have to start another four miles. You have to finish the four miles by the top of the hour and start another four miles in this case at the next top of the hour for Yeti. It can also be that, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to run, let's say making all this up five miles every four hours. So uh, start at 4am run five miles. Then at 8am run another five miles at noon, another five miles. So that's the type of thing that Susan's talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds like she's going to go for 24 mm-hmm. hours, which is great. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, do I condone this? Probably not. But is she going to <laughs> stop her? No. <laughs> so let's mm-hmm. let's help her out. And uh, the, the way that I would help her out the most is, first of all, I hope that you are. I mean, I'm guessing that she's running some right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is not a great idea to go from nothing to 24 hours. Yes. Like just that that's just not good for your body, probably not good for your mind, Mm -hmm. just not a good idea in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But if she's running and walking and, you know, pretty regularly and just wants to go see what this day is going to bring, I mean, I would say, first of all, um, make sure that you have plenty of food Mm. because I think that you will be surprised at either A, how hungry you get or B, how hungry you not, you you aren't at all. Mm. And in that case, you're going to want to have like variety. That's why I say plenty of food. So Mm. like, you're like, oh, I really love training with, I'm just going to say Snickers bars right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, so like, I'm going to bring eight Snickers (laughs) bars. Well, you know what? Like at 11 11 PM, that Snickers bar isn't going to taste so awesome. Or it's going to be like, that's my only choice or something sweet is my only choice. Mm You know, so have a variety of stuff, have sweet, have savory, have sports nutrition, have PB&J, have, mm-hmm. you know, different liquids that you, um, you know, that you know that you like, but that don't all have the same pl- flavor profile. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Electrolytes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, have electrolytes for sure. I would have a foam roller for sure mm. um, so that you have something that you can you know, if you do start to feel like a knot in your calf or you want to release your glutes or whatever, mm-hmm. I would definitely have that available or a massage gun mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pacing, I would really try to just 
start as slow as you can and not get wound up in the beginning of the race, which is hard to do. But I think a lot of people who are coming for a 24 hour event kind of have a little, have that idea in mind that they're going to have to pace themselves, <laughs> right? They're not running a 5k, but I would just, you know, I just, I would just start slow, start slow. And I don't know what her goals are, but I would also have the mentality of if I need to adjust them, like just say she wants to do, I don't know, five miles every four hours, which mm-hmm. I feels doable, but maybe for whatever reason, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. You know what? Have the ability, the fle- the mental flexibility to say, I need to abort mission. I'm either going to change my goals or, wow, that was fun. I got 14 hours in and I realized that my foot is really hurting and it's not smart to do another 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of go with the flow of the day, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you are not necessarily, you know, trained to rip it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think the it's always important to keep the long-term view of things in mind. And that's whether you're doing a Yeti-style race or whether you are in a half marathon. If something if it something that feels like an injury prevents itself rather than slogging through and presents itself. Yeah. yeah. Would do, or prevents. Yeah. <laughs> uh whether, you know, if you rather than slog through the rest of it just to get to the finish line, you really think about like, okay, is this going to sideline me for a lot longer if I keep going? Well, I want to be able to still run, you know, when we go to, you know, Hilton Head Island for vacation. So I'm going to opt out now and just call it a day already rather than, you know, risking a more serious injury by continuing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a brave choice, Mm -hmm. brave choice for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is Anna calling about the size of her feet. Hi, this is Anna from Circle Pines, Minnesota. Longtime listener and huge fan. So thank you for all that you do. And I'm calling to see if you can help me feel better about something. I've recently come to accept the fact that I need to wear men's running shoes because of the size of my feet. And... They do make me feel better to run in that size, but it took me a long time to come to that realization. Uh, I've had big feet since I was very young. My dad has size 16 feet, so it's all in the genetics. Um, but I am a 12 as a, in a women's size, so I definitely need to wear men's shoes for running to get bigger than a 12. Is there anything you can say that makes to make me feel better about this. Thank you. Anna, it's always lovely to hear your voice. Uh, Like Pat Brockman that we talked about in the intro, Anna is one of our brand ambassadors and uh, and like Pat, she's also attended numerous AMR retreats and, and many events that we've done in the Twin Cities. So Dimity, when I heard this question, I thought that you were incredibly well suited to address it. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then from there, you know, once we talk about feet for a bit, I'd really like if we could kind of expand the conversation to be about size in general, not just of shoes and feet. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, so um, obviously I can relate to this. Um, I do not have size 12 women's feet. I have size 14 women's feet and they are in proportion to my body. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's Anna, you, I know you, you know, you are a tall person. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you, your feet are in relative size to your body. Maybe they're a little bit bigger than, you know, you want them to be, but 
you, you come by it genetically, right? My kids, I mean, Ben has a 16. You know? So that's, I'm very glad to hear that you actually have a, a dad that has a size 16 feet. I don't find many people in that realm. Um, so if you have any extra tap shoes or ballet <laughs> shoes lying around in size 16, if your dad happens to <laughs> send them our way, yeah. those are hard to find. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's just something, you know, that I've made peace with over time. It's not, you know, it's, it's something that is just, de- it doesn't define me, but it's, it's kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably happened to her over the course of her life. I mean, size 12, uh, women's feet. That's what I, I used to have before I had kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, growing up, it was super hard to find quote unquote feminine shoes. I mean, it's still hard to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not lie there, but it's easier now. But I mean, you know, like I was just talking to someone the other day and you're like, yeah, well, if you would to like Nordstrom, like, you know, my, my friends and I would go shoe shopping mm-hmm. or whatever, walk around a shoe area. And I'm like, no uh, risk of me losing any money here or spending too much money here mm-hmm. because I can't fit into anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, but if, you know, but Nordstrom carried up to 12 and, you know, we would go for like my graduation or something like that. And if they had, I'm like, I just want one pair. I just want some black sandals, you mm-hmm. know, and they usually bring out some pretty geriatric looking black sandals. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. you know, to me at the time, right. An 18 year old. And I'm like, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. Now I feel like, you know, with more gender fluidity and, you know, girls, I mean, wear high tops all the time. I mean, it doesn't feel like um, there's so much like shoes feel pretty unisex to me. Um, yeah, I was going to say that about um, running shoes that also it kind of goes the other way, too. I feel that there's a lot more color expansion in men's shoes so that you can get kind of a yeah. tangerine color men's shoes or, you know, shades of purple. Yeah, and they're and- usually on sale, too. <laughs> yeah, they're usually on sale because the men don't want them. So you're like, sweet, I get the cool, bright colors. Well, and the other thing, too, is you can go to most, I mean, maybe not running shoes yet. I haven't really looked into it, but like Converse, Nike, like so many places you can go and make vans. You can make your own shoes. Mm. So Ben can literally make a pair of size 16 pink van slip-ons if he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and those would be his shoes. So um, I really... I very much appreciate the strides that have been made there because I feel like you can get a shoe that, you know, works for you, at least in the athletic realm, Mm -hmm. in the, you know, pump and other realm that's a little bit Mm -hmm. harder, but Mm -hmm. thank God I don't wear those. I was just going to say, when was the last time you said the word pump and meant shoes? Pump. (laughs) (laughs) Not as a verb. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and Anna, I want you to remember that it's just a number and just like the size in your clothes that you can't see, no one really everybody's too concerned and consumed with their own what they think are their shortcomings or their oddities or whatever they think that makes them unique and special and they're fretting about it nobody's you know i have never once when you've been at one of our events looked down being like whoa that anna carlson she's got some big dogs like i just you know so (laughs) well now we're all gonna do that right 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 so so but you know anna i i because you have been to you know, so many AMR events and you're so loyal to us. I know as Dimity knows what an amazing, amazing, accomplished, patient, um, dear person you are. So write down in a journal, all the incredible accomplishments you've achieved in running, such as, you know, I, we know you've completed a marathon while pushing your dear, differently abled youngest daughter in a modified stroller. You know, you've, you've done numerous races that are very impressive. Just write those things down and be like, yeah, those big feet of yours have carried you through all those. And who knows, maybe if you had size nine feet, you, you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't be able to do that. So I don't know, as you know, Dim, I know you often say, you know, give gratitude to your legs for carrying you and your, you know, heart for beating and all that stuff. It's the same sort of thing, you know, thank your feet for coming along for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of timely too, because I am in a situation right now where, you know, perimenopause is definitely, um, shineth light on me, shall we say? Um, and, uh, and I got a couple, so I got a pair of pajamas for Christmas mm. that I love. I love them. Aww. I'm going to put them in the Sunday newsletter this week. Okay. <laughs> they're expensive. I'm going to say that. So don't judge me because they were a gift, <laughs> but, um, but they're long mm. and they're women's long. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have grants like, are you going to wear those every night? <laughs> like, I think so because, <laughs> um, because they feel so good. Mm. Like they feel, cause usually I wear pajamas. I like to wear pajama pants mm-hmm. and like usually I'm like, they come down below my hips and they come about six inches above my ankles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that is just my reality of how pants fit me. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I got these cool, they're from, a, uh, they're called fresh prints. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we can link to them too if you, anyone wants to see them, mm-hmm. but they're fresh prints. Right. And they're just like really nice quality. They're really nice. They're the right length. They have pockets. Like mm-hmm. I just love them. Mm-hmm. And it got me starting to think about my jeans. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I often like squeeze into jeans that don't fit me, mm. right? Um, and, and they fit me a little bit like as far as, I mean, they're not like, they're like egregiously like floods, you know, but they, I often feel like, oh, I, my ankles are always showing, right? <laughs> and now I've, you know, I've gained some weight on my, in my belly and my hips and my glutes. And I'm like, these feel really tight. Mm. And what I want to say is we all deserve to have clothes that fit us mm-hmm. and feel like, and make you feel strong and good about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, these pajama pants, you know, I don't wear them out, but they make me feel really good, mm-hmm. you know? And the same thing with shoes, right? It's like when you put on a pair of shoes, like a pair of running shoes that fits you really well, whether it has a wide toe box for you or it fits your narrow heel or whatever, it just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage you to kind of like look at your shoes like that way. Like, do they, like you said, Sarah, have some gratitude for them. Do they make me feel good? Do they do they support me for who I am, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, quick shout out to um, Abercrombie. I bought my first pair of jeans from Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> hey, teenager. <laughs> yeah, I know because I was like totally writing it off and I was like searching around for like jeans for tall women, jeans for tall women. And this one website, you know, they come in extra, extra long. Wow. And um, yeah. And like up to like a 12, 14, 16, like, really like I'm like are you kidding me and I got that I got like three different styles because I'm like oh maybe one will work mm, you know mm-hmm. um one definitely didn't work <laughs> <laughs> you know those times you try on you're like ah not no, so good yeah one I really like and then the other pair I was like ah they're okay and then um Amelia my daughter who's six five who has the same size feet as I do she's like a women's 14 men's size 12 mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you want to just try these on just to see if you like them? And she tried them on. She like loves them. And they look so good on her. Aww. Like when you have clothes that fit you mm-hmm. and like, you know, accentuate that like, you're not like pulling down or they're too short or they feel too tight or they, they're too big. Like, Stuff that fits you well makes you look and feel so good. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm getting off my soapbox there, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Like we deserve to have stuff that complements the body you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen to that. All right. Well, great questions. Thank you so much. And I have to say, we really, really, really need questions, people. Please, please call to uh, record your question. And the way you do that is you call 470 470- 
badass one that number is 470-223-2771 that number is always in our show notes when you call and leave a message please start with your first name and where you're calling from and then please keep your message to a minute or less thank you very much greatly appreciate it nice and i want to let you all know that many nutritious miles is starting on monday february 12th which is just less than a week away this is a straight shooting program led by sports nutritionist jen giles who is also a mother of four and she's an Mm. endurance athlete we are cutting through the sassy, sometimes confusing, complicated messages that you can see on social media, like, you know, boost your protein, manage your metabolism, use this, eat clean. Like it just gets exhausting sometimes. And like I said, Jen is just straight shooting, no nonsense. She's a professor at Columbia University teaching nutrition. So wow. she has her science behind her. Mm-hmm. So the first block we're going to do, we have three eight-week blocks in 2024. So the one that's starting on February 12th is called Macro Basics. The macros are protein, fat, carbs. And then our one that we're kind of adding on is fiber and nutrients. And we're going to spend some time diving into each of those subjects. There's a lot of hands-on materials. There's going to be brand new recipes from Jen. There's going to be um, live interaction with her. There's going to be an Ask Me Anything column Mm. um, on the Facebook page once a week. So plenty of opportunities to get your nutrition polished up and have it individualized for you if you have questions along the way. So we'll put that link in show notes. I hope you join us. Yeah. Yeah. And if people uh, don't want to look for the link, they can also go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on training and it's there in the drop down menu. Awesome. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We are here with Banjo just came into the room, but he's not going to howl on demand. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> so I don't know what bad black sandals. What are we here? Yeah. Porta potty stuff. Super long pajama bottoms. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>